Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Half the Distance to the Goal, presented by 910 Coastal Barbecue. Stay smoking. This week, we have joining us Court Hater. What's going on, bro? What's up, man? Thanks for having me. Not more than welcome. Thank you for coming on the show. And of course, as always, my co-host, Brett Gall. What's up? Another Last week was a good weekend, but uh, I think this week's going to be even better. What are we at? Week nine pushing? Yeah, I mean, we're almost done. I mean, you got to figure once you get into November, like it's almost it's almost over, honestly. Yeah, it's sad, but uh, we're, we're going to squeeze every drop we can out of it. So, uh, Court, go ahead and uh, introduce yourself to the listeners. Tell everyone a little bit about yourself. Uh, yeah, man, um, I live in Charlotte. I really like to gamble um, on golf. Just a quick humble brag, 112K on a one-and-done uh, season-long um, golf pick so that was nice, and that was in uh, 2020. But other than that, I uh, love college basketball and uh, college football. Uh, those are probably my, my two other favorites besides golf. So explain the golf breakdown to me uh, when you hit that 12K. That's a big pot. Yeah, man, and it's a it's such a long grind because it's every season, and once you pick a golfer, that's it. You burned them, um, so you can't pick them. So you kind of got to think ahead to see who's going to be peaking at the right time, who plays good at what courses. But um, last year, or in 2020, the season ended at the Masters, and so I really needed Justin Thomas to finish the top 25. I think he finished sixth or something like that. And um, I was actually in a casino in West Virginia when it ended, and uh, I had, wasn't winning anything at the casino, but I just started going nuts, and everybody thought, like, I won the biggest jackpot. But the guy had called me and said, hey, you locked it up. You know, I'll send you your 12K tomorrow, which, which was dope. See, Brett, Brett kind of considers himself somewhat of a golf expert. Brett used to dabble in the DraftKings uh, golf pickums. Yeah, dude, freaking DraftKings is hard. It is See, hard. Golf to grind is different than anything yeah, else. It is. It really is. I mean, you just never know. Each week is different. Yeah. Make it not even play the weekend, and then you're sitting there. I know. Imagine, imagine, uh, imagine betting like when Tiger was in his prime, though. I mean, you could literally bet Tiger every single week. It's true. Oh, yeah. Like, there's a stat. Yeah, there's a stat. Uh, like, I think it's 50% of his 82 wins came the week after a win. So, you could go back to back and make a bunch of money um, every time you won. Just pick him up again the next week. This is crazy. Crazy. That's nuts. Well, no, I'm glad. Um, <clears throat> I'm glad at least, like, dating back to last year, you've been pretty hot. Um, we're in a couple group techs together. So, I kind of see the action you place on and – you know, everyone gets unlucky, but you you seem to be steadying the ship uh, th this part of the year. Yeah. Um, outside of college, I'm really big on first quarter um, team overs, which they usually float around a touchdown or under in the NFL. Um, so I usually max bet those come Sunday. So from 1 to about one thirty is a super stressful time, but uh, it, it's also a, a lot of fun. Uh, sick. No, I mean, we love we love the variety. We haven't had a lot of golf pickers on here. Anyone to give golf advice. So, no, that's uh, that's pretty cool. Maybe a couple of our other listeners would go ahead and uh, dive down those rabbit holes and follow you uh, before we hop into it. Let's go ahead and recap last week, as always. So leader in the clubhouse was myself. I was five and four last week. My wins were Oklahoma State plus seven, Oregon plus one, getting it done on the field. Wake minus three against Army. Uh, high scoring game, but good cover by Wake. Uh, Pitt minus three and Virginia plus six and a half. My four misses were Purdue plus three and a half. Oklahoma minus 38 and a half against Kansas. We're going to talk about that in a second. NC State laying three and a half against Miami Hurricanes did not hit in Bama first half. It was back and better than ever the week before, but it missed in week eight. That Oklahoma game was insane. It was that team's I, insane, man. Yeah, I watched. I mean, I watched basically. I can't believe I watched that whole game, but I did. And really, if it wasn't for uh, the very end, Williams taking the ball away from his running back, I mean, Kansas had a chance there. So I, I don't know. I mean, just when you thought Oklahoma had found it, found their future, found Caleb Williams, thought they had it. They were on the roll, and they 
They got shut out by Kansas in the first half. Shut out. So I, I don't know. Not good. Yeah, they came back in the second half, up a 35 burger, but still was not pretty at all. Next on the leaderboard last week was Brett. Nice push week, three and three, nice and steady. His hits are Oklahoma State plus seven, Oregon plus one, Pittsburgh minus three, and then his three misses for Purdue plus three and a half. NC State minus three and a half sounds very familiar, but he did also miss on the Horn Frogs, laying four and a half against his Mountaineers. How do you feel about that? TC's bad. I mean, they, <laughs> they were bad. I didn't. I didn't realize how bad they were. So yeah, I mean, I mean, I'm glad we won, but at the same time, it was. I mean, TC's not good, and that's kind of surprising because usually they haven't been good for a couple of years now, and usually Gary Patterson. He usually has pretty solid teams the week after, but yeah, I mean, happy for the win, but we'll see how we do against Iowa State this week. All right, cool. And uh, Kyler Gregory, who was our guest picker last week, he was three and five. Not a great showing from KG, but he did hit SMU minus 13 and a half on a Thursday night. San Diego State plus three covered. And Syracuse got it done on the field in Blacksburg plus three. His five misses were Western Kentucky FIU over 76 and a half, UCLA minus one, Temple plus two and a half, NC State plus three and a half, and Memphis laying a point and a half. Memphis had a pretty bad showing. Um, but yeah, good, good call in the Syracuse by him. I kind of wanted to hop on it with him. Um, I already lost a side bet, so I probably should have um, because Virginia Tech's just not a good football team. Can I mean, Virginia, Virginia Tech a little bit. Why don't you speak about them? How about you speak about Virginia Tech? I mean, is Fuente gone? He's got to be gone, right? Yeah, he, he's gone. There's nothing that can save his job right now. If we win on every game, believe we'll win seven games. But, I mean, it's not going to happen, first of all, when you can't score the football. And, I mean, even more than, like, scoring a fo- the football, because our offense looks very routine, give or take, we scored points against Syracuse. Dude, like, we keep blowing leads at home. Like, we had a home stretch where we had Pitt, Notre Dame, Syracuse, three winnable football games. We got – I mean, give or take, we didn't really play well against Pitt, but Notre Dame, we blew blew it at the end. Then this game, we blew it at the end. I mean, for Lane Stadium to be one of the best college environments in the country, like, you can't lose those games at home. It's just bad coaching. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, not a good look. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, same thing with State is we knew we were waiting for when State was going to State, and then – this past weekend against Miami, they did what we thought was going to happen. And there we go. So, yeah, won't be picking them anymore. Just got that going forward. And now now that game against Wake Forest doesn't look as great later on in a few weeks here now. So You never know. I mean, chaos could ensue. Um, I don't really see it, but you never know. Still, so It's still going to play a part in the in the Atlantic race. So, you know, we'll see how it's are you going to the Louisville game this weekend? No, I'm going to Beer Fest in Wilmington. Probably a better choice, honestly. Are you going to the game? <laughs> no. no. You should go to court. Have you caught any college football this season in person? Uh, no, not in person. I play a lot of golf, and then now it's hunting season, so I'll be up in the deer stand. Cool. You got your eyes on a big buck, or like you just trying to shoot some does for meat, or what's your, what's your game plan? <laughs> Yeah, my uh, my wife's uh, dad has like 85 acres on the Ohio uh, Kentucky border, so gonna head up there again this weekend. Try to get some with some antlers on it for sure. That's awesome. Well, best of luck and safe travels to you. Thank you. All right, so uh, I guess looking at our records overall for the season. So with the five and four week last week, I am 35 and 26 on the season. That is the leader for the show. Brett is a little bit behind me, 25 and 22. And last week, 9-1-0 Coastal Barbecue, they gave you three picks. And there ended up being a little bit of discrepancy about this, but they gave the picks and the picks are played. They were one and two last week in pit plus three and a half that hit. Louisiana had a bad showing on a Thursday night. Uh, they did not cover and UNCC did not look very good at home. And they also did not cover. But a couple good things that we're looking at for the season. Just going to look at these briefly. ACC Big Ten win totals. So if you 
go back and listen to that show, or maybe you took the same bets like that we played. I already have four wins on the season. UNC under 10, Syracuse over three. Finally got that over when they beat a bad Virginia Tech team. Indiana under eight is a lock, and so is Michigan State over four. I have one push, Virginia sitting at six. They'll definitely win one more game. So as of right now, no losses in the ACC Big Ten win total locks for me. Uh, Brett has one win, Wisconsin under nine and a half. Dude, that was a good call. Yeah, but speaking of that, how did Purdue get killed? <laughs> I mean, you come off a win against at, at Iowa, and you face one of the worst freaking offenses in Wisconsin, and they just got destroyed. I could not believe that. I thought I almost made that my lock of the week last weekend, last week, and I was just shocked. I'm it was a bad showing. It was a very bad showing by Purdue. Yeah, terrible. I was just – I can't believe that. Still can't believe it, honestly. Well, you got it for the season. Um, under – they cannot get over nine and a half wins. Uh, you're at a push right now with Penn State under nine. I believe Penn State's going to lose this week to Ohio State. So that will most likely be a win for you come Saturday evening. And then your one loss is Clemson over 11 and a half. Uh, we all know what happened there. I don't I'm not really even mad about that one, honestly. <laughs> That doesn't really need discussion. And um, let's go to the SEC. I'm at two pushes right now. I'm probably going to have one loss coming off of this weekend after the cocktail party. Uh, Brett, myself, and our guest for that week, Joel Huddleston, all took Florida over nine, and the Wills have come off with that. LSU, Kentucky, Bama, and now about to be Georgia to kill that. Brett has one win, Alabama under 11 and a half. You can thank Texas A&M for that. And Joel has two losses, so – uh Alabama over 11 and a half is shot, and so is LSU over eight and a half. So at least we're doing a little bit better than our guests. That's good. Got to pick out the positives. Yeah, heard that. All right, well, without further ado, let's go ahead and hop into week nine. Uh, Court, we always let our guests go first. So go ahead, board is open. Take us anywhere you want to go in the country. What's your first lock of week nine? Yeah, so I'm going to lead off where last week's show left. Um, so I'm going to go with Q's minus six, uh, for a couple reasons. One, I think Boston college is just not a great football team. They have uh, let up around 155 and change on the ground and Syracuse has a great running game. So I think they'll play bully ball again. Um, and Q's is actually the, one of the top teams in the country covering the spread at 87 and a half percent. And they, um, average a cover by 7.9. So about eight points. So I'm going to lay the six with the Qs and uh, and hope they continue to uh, to uh, cover this red. I don't hate it. I like it, honestly. I mean, they're playing good ball too right now. Yeah, I like it as well. I I wouldn't. I'm not playing it. I feel like this could be a little bit volatile, but I, I'm not shocked at the stats uh, from Qs because they've almost pushed me over. I think almost every week of the season, like they don't really get blown out by anyone. So um, good luck with the Orange. They they did it good for me last week, and um, I hope they get you a win right here. All right, so that leaves me up. I'll I'll keep us in the ACC while we're in this neck of the woods. Um, let's go down to Winston Salem. Uh, Wake is coming back home after leaving West Point up north. They are laying. I got it at sixteen and a half earlier in the week. Um, it looks like it moved to 17, so that's where I'm going to take it at. I'm not really scared of this number. Wake Forest laying 17 against the Duke Blue Devils. Give it here. It's not enough points. And I don't really think this needs a lot of explanation. You've been you've been all over Wake this year, haven't you? Yeah, Wake's done me uh, right a lot. I'm going to keep riding them. I mean, I think this should be maybe like a 20-point spread, so I'll take it at 17. Give me Wake. Yeah. I don't hate it. I mean, we saw last week that they can score. I mean, I guess the opponent can score on them too, but I think, yeah, I think that's a safe bet. I'm not taking it, but I would definitely lean that way as well. Court, any play on that game? Um, I personally don't have a play because I do the personal team, but I mean, I, I think you're right. I think that line's safe up to 21 plus. I mean, I think this game is probably over by the third quarter. Um, I, I think Wake is one of the best teams in the ACC um, on a down year for the ACC. I, I mean, uh, they're coming off a week where they let up a lot of points against the spread offense. 
back to a more traditional offense. I don't think they'll let up 56. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I think they blow them out. I think it's an easy game, easy winner. Cool. All right, uh, Brett, take us somewhere. I'm going to the noon game, Michigan State and Michigan. Michigan, both teams undefeated. Both teams really haven't played each other. So I think that's kind of the main thing is Michigan is favored by four in this game. And I'm actually taking Michigan State to cover the four points. Michigan, I think their best win is probably at Wisconsin. And I guess Michigan State really hasn't played anybody either. So it's kind of, I think we're really going to learn a lot about both teams right now. But I just think Michigan State has the better offense right now. And if they can continue forward on that, then I like them to cover the four points. I'm not totally confident. I like the – yeah, that, that game seemed um, – I mean, I agree. Like, I, I don't think we know enough about either team for me to lean either way. I like the total. I like the under on the total when you have a rivalry game like that. Uh, everybody's a little hyped up. Um, can to lead to some mistakes, but I think people are going to play a little tighter in that game. Um, and so I, I like the under. Um, I got it right now at 50 and a half. Um, I think it goes under that just because I think both teams will play a little tight, definitely at the beginning of the game. Um, but I, I have a lean Michigan State money line. I think they're a little bit better team, but I'm, I have a better feel on the total on the under. Cool. You locking it up? Yeah, on the under for sure. Awesome. Under 50 and a half. Yeah, that's what I have it at. All right, it's yours. Um, all right, I'll go next. Let me let me give back to back plays. It's two unders. I'm gonna let's go back to Winston Salem. Wake Duke under 70. Yeah, I mean that's a good call. I think that's I think that's kind of automatic under. Yeah, okay. So no complaints yeah. there. I, that that's a big number. That needs to be like 62. I mean 60. unless the, unless they're like having Wake Forest score like 55 or something like that and Duke score 20, I don't know. I could see Wake hitting like a 52 burger. Um, I think this is a little bit of an overreaction to Army scoring a lot of points last week. Army's offense is actually like very, very good. And Wake has given – Wake usually gives up – or let's look at their last three weeks. They've given up 56, 37, 34. But none of those teams are Duke. No, and I think they uh, – Wake kind of struggled against the run too, which we know that's what Army does, so. Kind of yep. And the triple, triple option is just hard to stop. I don't care how long you have. You can't, like, you can't do that in practice. You can't try to in, kind of imitate it in practice. So it kind of makes sense. But, yeah. I, I think, yeah. Just looking at Wake's defense, I mean, they're way better, obviously, than 56 points. Um, I mean, typically they're allowing around 26 points a game, only um, you know, around 170 yards rushing. And Duke's offense is nothing spectacular. Um, their defense isn't that good either. So to kind of echo what I said earlier, I mean, I think Wake wins this big and this game's probably over by the third quarter. I don't think they're sniffing 70 by any means. And Duke got shut out by Virginia last week. Duke didn't score a point last week. Two weeks before that, they scored one touchdown against Chapel Hill. Uh, I think this is a very bad point in the season for their offense. They were kind of trying to find themselves and. I think 70 is a big number for any offense uh, linked with Duke to go over. And my next under that I'll give, I'll take us to the SEC. Let's, where's this game at? This game, Nashville, Tennessee. Missouri, Vanderbilt, under 63 and a half. Yeah, I mean, that one might be hard to watch, honestly. I think it's going to be a very sleepy game. I think both teams are more or less going to try to run the ball a lot. I see 63 and a half being a big clip to cover. Missouri, their offense, whenever they play like decent competition, they usually score like in the like mid to high 20s. Vandy's Vandy. Yeah. I think I have about six points of good insurance there. So I'll take Mizzou Vandy under 63 and a half. 
for my third lock of the week. I got uh, two quick questions on that. Um, do you think that game would be more boring than the Penn State game last week? And second question, um, do you really think Missouri is going to cover 16 on Vandy? I don't think it's possible to have a more boring game than the Penn State game last week in regulation. In regulation, Didn't yeah. that still hit the under? Yes. Even after overtime? Didn't the under I, still hit? That's wild. I think it did, which is a shame in itself. And I, I think if I had to lean on the spread, I think Vandy would backdoor cover against Missouri. Vanderbilt's playing all right football now. I mean, they can't win, but I think they're playing good enough to cover 16. I, I think it'll be a big sweat, though, and I don't, I don't want to sweat that. All right, going off a little off topic here, are you guys a fan of the new of the overtime rules? Do you like the two point conversion thing, or do you like the old old school like start from the twenty five and then like after the third overtime, if you score, you got to go for two? Like, what, what do you guys like? I mean, if they didn't institute the new overtime rules, Penn State and Illinois might still be playing right now. Uh, no, I mean, I, I like it. I mean, it, it forces team fans to do something different. Um, yeah, I, I kind of just – I think it makes them force the issue a little sooner than just going back and forth forever. Yeah, I kind of agree. I, I mean, I didn't mind it. I – At all. I kind of lean towards the old rules. And it's not like a old man get off my lawn type thing. I just think it's because more of what I'm used to is – kind of what I'd rather have in a way. Um, pretty indifferent. I think both ways is pretty fair to each team. And when it comes down to it, if you can't execute, you can't execute. You don't deserve to win the game. So, you know, pick your poison. Yeah, I agree. All right, Brett, uh, you love playing those uh, big primetime flashy games as you did in Michigan, Michigan State. So uh, go ahead and take us elsewhere. Um, I'm going to fade West Virginia again this week. Um, we're playing <laughs> Iowa State. We are – we're a seven-point underdog. And it's it's in Morgantown. But the thing is, is Iowa State just came off a win against undefeated Oklahoma State, which was a great game. I did like our offense a little bit better last weekend. But like I said, TC is just terrible. Their defense is awful. So, we always struggle with Iowa State too. So I like I like Iowa State to cover the seven right here. No play for me. Yeah, nothing on that for me as well. Staying away from that, <laughs> especially as bad as you talked about West Virginia last week. I thought there's no way they would even sniff winning, but I'm, I'm gonna stay away from them. They're a wild card. I guess I just didn't watch enough of TCU honestly to know that how bad TCU was. But. We'll see. I mean, we'll see. Maybe things are changing. Maybe I'll try to get over that six and a half, Marcus. <laughs> I think that's dead. <laughs> I do too, but there's hope. All right, Court, go ahead. Kick the can down the road. Where are we going? Yeah, so we're going to jump over to the uh, SEC. Um, got another analytic back team here. Uh, so I'm going Kentucky. I saw it at minus one last I looked against Miss State. Um, they are second only to Syracuse and covering the spread. They cut her, cover it about an 85% clip. Um, they only cover it an average about two points. So there's not a lot of room there. Um, on the adverse that Mississippi State only covers 42% of the time. Um, I just think here playing some, I think Kentucky's just a better well-rounded football team. Uh, the game is in, in Mississippi, but I think Kentucky uh, you know, wins this by at least a field goal. I, I, as much as I actually watch Mississippi State this season, I can't get a read on them. I really try to stay away from their games. Yeah, you just never know what they're going to do, honestly. That's the thing. I'm rooting for you. If you, if you look at this from a like novice perspective, see a six and one team, one point favorite against a four and three team, why not take it? Kentucky's definitely showed us some more this year in their moments. But again, like this Mississippi, 
I, I, I never know what I'm going to get from them. Like, they beat A&M. They bought Vanderbilt, demolished by Bama. They lose to LSU. They lost to Memphis. They beat NC State. Louisiana Tech one-point game. Dude, this is playing with fire, like, betting on that yeah. team. I mean, this game is going to come down to, to defense on both sides. I mean, Mississippi State, they have a great rushing defense. They average 93 yards per game. Um, but they don't – on the opposite side of that, their offense, they don't run the ball at all. They average less than 50 yards a game rushing, uh, but they average 370-plus yards passing. So it's going to really depend on what Kentucky's defense can do to slow down Mississippi State's offense. And then on the flip side of that, if – you know, Kentucky can run the ball on Mississippi State. So, I mean, it's really going to depend on how the defense is set up against, you know, kind of each other that's going to really dictate this game. If Kentucky wins by 12, 13 points, I wouldn't be shocked. Yeah, I wouldn't be either. But, I mean, if they're struggling to move the ball, um, you know, that it could be a, a real, real tight game real quick. But if Mississippi State won, I wouldn't be shocked either. So, it's just, I don't know. Kind of with Marcus, that one is – you just never know what they're going to do. Yeah, and it's not even like the Mike Leach aspect now. It's literally just this team. They've shown you the worst of the worst, and they've shown you the best of their best. So, I hope the uh, – So, while we're on Mike Leach, you guys don't want to touch on Halloween candy? I oh. did see I did. I did hear him talk about that. <laughs> yeah, I did. Remind us what he said for the listeners. Oh, yeah, so uh, he got interviewed after the game, and he got asked what his favorite Halloween candy was. And essentially, to keep it real short, he went on a 30-second tangent about different types of gummy bears and which ones are good and which ones aren't. And and so, I mean, the coach literally epitomizes the team about he's such a wild card. You don't know what he's going to say or do, and the team just literally follows that. But, yeah, he gave a dissertation on gummy bears. I love it. Uh-uh. So, for you guys, uh, while we're on the subject, Halloween candy, top three, Brett, go. Um, I like Three Musketeers. I mean, I, I'm kind of playing. I like just the regular Hershey's. And then um, I like Reese's, too. I'll give you my word. I hate the top two I hate are I hate All Enjoy. Can't stand All Enjoy. And then I also do not like Babe Ruth. Court, what about you? Top three or bottom three? Just give us your top and bottom of Halloween candy. Yeah, that's super easy because I'm fat. Um, so Twix, Reese's, Snickers, in that order for top three. Snickers is good too. Bottom three, candy corn and anything that else isn't chocolate. Like I'm not dealing with that on Halloween. Like Halloween's a chocolate holiday. Give it to me. What about like a good sucker or something like that? You don't, you're not cool with the suckers either. You know how they would throw in those no, like caramel I've, suckers? No, not a, not a fan. I mean, caramel is like borderline between like being good and sometimes I hate it. It really depends on what type of caramel it is. But now I'm out on suckers. I want a candy bar that I can house real quick and just go on to the next one. <laughs> the fun size. <laughs> yeah, man. House like 10 of those in a row and then you're sitting on the couch. Oh, yeah, no, Court, we are, we're in a lot of agreements. Um, Snickers and Twix are my two favorite candy bars. Like, and it, it's not close. Uh, Kayla's is a Reese's person, and that's kind of grown on me a little bit just because, like, it's usually in our house a lot more often. But um, I got to save room for something gummy like Sour Patch Kids or, like, Jelly Beans or, like, Starburst. It's something gummy, dude. Like, I can eat a whole gallon bucket of Sour Patch Kids just chilling. I guess popcorn. And for the bottom, like almond joy is definitely bottom. You know something I really hate? Peppermint patties. I hate those things. Wow. I'm a big peppermint patty fan. Yeah, I love peppermint patties. I'm a, I I don't agree with that take. Yeah. No, dude, like anything mint, I'm not a big fan of. Like mint chocolate chip ice cream. Oh like, my no. gosh. What no. the hell's wrong with you? Yeah, dude, that's yes. my go-to milkshake at cookout. Let me get a big double tray yeah, and Oreo shake, buddy. Keep it moving. Yeah. No, exactly. I'm you, guys, you guys got to go blueberry cheesecake at cookout. I'm not a big blueberry guy. That's the problem. Just, you can go strawberry cheesecake. 
I don't know how big of a cheesecake guy I am, to be honest. Really, I'm, <laughs> now I'm really, that I I'm think really, about it, <laughs> I'm really chocolate. Like that. That's what I eat. Like when it comes to something sweet, whether whether it's ice cream. Like if I'm getting ice cream, I'm getting like a chocolate brownie kind of whatever. I mean, it's just that. That's how I am. I'm, I have a bad addiction to chocolate, honestly. Yeah, no. After trick or treat as a kid, my mom would get all of me and my sister's peppermint patties. <laughs> like no, and like the Werthers trash. Any sort of like hard candy, not very good for Halloween. You don't like Werthers? Not really. I mean, what like caramel? Just get it out of your candy bar. Yeah, I don't know. We got a lot <laughs> of disagree on this one. Okay, well let, let's let's keep it rolling. Um, I guess I have a couple more, so I'll give out two right here. Again, I'm going back to the well. Bama first half, no explanation needed there. Missed last week, hit the week before that. Um, it's missed two out of the last three, but it was way too good for me to throw it in the ditch. So Bama first half, whatever we'll get it at. Brett, you know, always text it to you. We'll agree what the lock number is usually on Friday evening, and I'm going to keep us in the SEC. Let's um, let's go to uh, Auburn, Alabama. And I'm surprised you haven't had a play on this yet, Brett. I thought this one would have been right down your alley. Ole Miss, Auburn. I am on Ole Miss plus two and a half. Bo Nix has played well this year. I think we don't give Bo Nix enough credit for what he does. He actually makes a lot of damn plays if you watch the game. His box score may not always look sexy, but extending plays, throws off the back foot on the run. He's not that bad, but I kind of feel like this is going to be a letdown moment to where he comes back down to earth and we're going to say, well, yeah, like Bo missed – or excuse me, Bo Nix threw it away at home. And, again, the critics are back and say he's not that good, even though I think he is a little bit better than what we give him credit for. But I think Ole Miss is going to have a little bit too much offense. I think Lane Kiffin has those boys ready um, to play in a tough environment, just like after he took him into Tennessee. They didn't really blink. They kept their heads down. They kept on playing. And I think Ole Miss is going to win the football game. So two and a half, I'll take all the points I can get. Give me the Rebs. Yeah, I, I just haven't got to this one yet, but I am also in on this one. I've Ole Miss covered the three. This game. Plus three. Yep, let's take it at three. I see it at three as well. Ole Miss plus this, three. This game kind of scares me. I'm not going to lie. I don't know why it scares me, but it's just kind of a hostile environment. And like you said, I, I've given Bo Nix a lot of crap, but he, he has made some good plays throughout the year. He 100% has, but he also makes some very questionable plays. It's just kind of what Bo Nix are you going to get? But ever since the loss to Alabama, um, Ole Miss has just been on a wrecking crew. I mean, they're playing good offense, playing good defense. So I think it's going to be actually a really good game, but I do like Ole Miss in here covering the three. Yeah, I don't have a play on this game. I thought the same thing. It's just I, I didn't get a good feeling from it. And looking at the stats, I can't tell which way to go. If I had a lean, it would be the over because both offenses at times can be explosive. And I think Lane Kiffin's going to spark that fire and Al, um, Auburn's going to have to chase. But I don't have a – I like – if I had to pick, it would be Old Miss. But it's just, I don't know, too close to call for me. So I wish you boys the best of luck. The the weird trend about this game, it opened up as Auburn being a one-point favorite or one-point underdog. They're now a three-point favorite, which is yeah. kind of scary. So there's a lot of people who think they got a like pretty good value in Auburn, but that, that don't really scare me, the reverse line movement. No, I'm sticking to the Rebs. They always, don't they always say if like you're home that gives you like three points? Right yeah, typically. Back. Yeah, playing at home's a three point, like give or take in your swing. Yeah, I mean, I think that's the only thing that concerns me about this is there is Ole Miss is playing away, but they also played away at Tennessee and they took that one. So I, I don't know. I'm still sticking with it. It's gonna be a close game though. I think. All right, cool. So Brett's on the Rebs with me. Uh, Court, what you got? Yeah, so uh, I'm kind of ACC heavy this week, so I'm going back to uh, ACC. Um, I really like Pittsburgh. I think Pittsburgh and Wake Forest are um, yeah, definitely the two best teams ACC, so 
I see them at minus nine. Uh, again, they, they cover the spread at 85% average uh, covers by 12 points. Um, I mean, I just, I just think they're a great team. Their offense, I don't know if any defense in the ACC can, can really stop them. Um, so, I mean, I, I really think they roll here. Um, I, I really like uh, fitting this spot. And I think Miami comes off maybe an emotional one against state and they have to go play in the cold in Pittsburgh. And I just, I don't know. I don't think they get up for this game. I think last uh, last weekend at State was probably their might be their best one of the year. I I don't know. Uh, but I just don't see them making the trip up to Pittsburgh and really putting up a fight up there for back to back weeks. I just don't think they have it as a team. Yeah, I'm actually on this one too. I have Pitt covering the nine as well. I mean, I, I'm impressed with this Pitt team. I I really am. Their offense is explosive. I I think by far. I, I would have to pick them as the best team in the ACC, probably, even though with Wake Forest up there. I'm surprised. Who was their loss? Western Michigan, right? Pitts? Yeah, Western Michigan. Somehow. I don't know how they lost Western Michigan, but somehow they lost points. Yeah, but um, they're playing explosive on offense, and their defenses definitely came a little ways. So, yeah, I think I think State made Miami look better than Miami actually is, which is the typical State thing to do. So I do – I think I like Pitt here in this position as well. The only thing that scares me for you guys is if Miami kind of buys in as a team and tries to just wreck someone's season, they – non-points is a lot. I think Miami's – again, NC State I think was their Super Bowl one of the season – especially for this Manny Diaz team, because honestly, God, he may get fired too. We don't know. Um, nine points, I feel like, is a lot in this spot. But good luck, because Pitt can cover it. That offense is good enough to cover it. Um, I hope they do it. I was looking at the weather. It looks like it's supposed to be 56 degrees with a 50% chance of rain. So Yeah, those Miami kids don't like that. They're not about yeah. that life. No, they are. That's why they went to Miami in the first place. <laughs> That's right. They didn't go for the fans, that's for sure. What fans? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> right, well, good, good luck up at the uh, at the ketchup bottle. I'm going to take us out west. Um, we're playing the Beavs. Oregon State is playing Cal. Oregon State's 5-2 and two on the season. They are number two in the Pac-12 North. Um, if they beat Oregon in the Civil War this year, they are probably going to win the division. Oregon State's looked very impressive this year. Cal sent it two and five on the season. I don't – they beat Colorado last week, which I feel like is kind of tipping this in the wrong way. We saw a, we saw a Colorado team that played Texas A&M pretty close. But other than that, you know, Cal's lost to Oregon, Washington State, Washington. Teams that – or I guess Washington State and Washington were not that big on. They lost to TCU or – Mark, is he there? He froze. He didn't freeze. <laughs> yeah, that's <laughs> probably his best layout there the whole time, too. Yeah, he was ready. He was he, he was going he was off. I don't know. Lined up. Are we there, back? Mark? Yeah, you're back. No, man. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all scared me for a second. I saw you guys frozen, too. Yeah, I, I thought it was my wife at first, honestly. See, I thought the call said that it was Court's internet, but I heard you guys say my name, <laughs> and then you guys yeah, we were talking. I was like, I was like, Ooh, oh man, he really I mean, had everything lined up. He was going. Yeah, you. That was one of your best breakdowns we've had in the show this year. <laughs> <laughs> okay, well, we'll keep it short because God knows what the uh, what the microphone picked up. But we're on Oregon State plus one and a half against Cal. I think they'll win by at least a touchdown. Cal doesn't have enough for this uh, Beavs team that's really uh, playing well and believing in themselves. And Oregon State legitimately has a shot to go to the conference championship. So uh, let's roll on them and let's munch down. I like it. Going out, Pac-12. I like it. How many plays does everybody have left? I have two more. I just have one. Okay. Two for me. Go ahead, Brett. All right. Um. I'm going to Jacksonville, Florida. 
Sorry, Joel, but um, the the spread of this this is Georgia versus Florida. I I just maybe I'm crazy, but I just really don't. See, I mean, I get it's a rivalry game, but nobody's scoring against this Georgia defense. It's just not happening, and I hate to tell, but it's not going to be Florida, especially with Emory Jones at quarterback. I I'm wondering if they'll put Richardson in this week. I really do. I haven't really read up on it, but. It's just I don't think Florida's going to have enough firepower to be able to score on Georgia. And I think Georgia, even with – I, I'm assuming Stetson Bennett's still playing. I haven't looked up on that either. But give me the 14-point favorite every day. I mean, I, I honestly think I would take this even when it was at 20, to be honest, even if it's a rivalry game. And I'm assuming Joel's going to this game, like I said, because he lives in Jacksonville. Yeah, he's been quiet in the group text. He, he, really, he really has. <laughs> Yeah, after I mean, we know the Florida over nine is toast. This is also the play for our sponsor, Nominal Coastal BBQ. Go ahead, check them out on Instagram, on Facebook. They will have anything you want for your grilling needs, suggestions. Message them if you have questions about anything. They'll even toss you a recipe and recommend smokers, griddles, anything you're interested in. I know Court himself is a pretty big smoker of meats. Oh, yeah, hoping to uh... – bring some deer back this weekend and smoke it. But yeah, they're, they're great. They have a uh, great recipes and the best part is all for free. You just go check out their Instagram. And I mean, they put up some phenomenal stuff that's super easy to put together. And if you're not familiar with smoking, go out and buy one. It's just like a crock pot, but for outdoors and for men. <laughs> no, I like that. That's a very good comp. It basically is a crock pot. <laughs> yeah. That you put outside. That's it. All right, Court, you have a play on the cocktail party? Um, I don't have a play on the cocktail party. I mean, when I initially looked at the board um, just for the entire week, there's just so many lines that I was just like, uh, uh, I'm just wasn't sure. Yeah. In theory, I think Georgia should blow out Florida. Um, I just think Georgia believes it's their year. But there's big games like that, man. Anything can happen. I mean, Florida gets an early interception, and, I mean, that game could be like a field goal at the end of, at the, end of the game to win. Um so big games like that, rivalry games, I really don't like to touch. So I, I don't have anything on it. All right. So, Court, you have one play left. I have two. Brett, you're out. I have one more. Okay, cool. So I'll go, Court go, Brett go. Sound good? Yeah. All right, Brett. I wouldn't be shocked if you're actually on this game um, because I feel like this is kind of one I feel like me and you would be along the same likeness. I'm not playing the over-under here because it's low as hell, 36-and-a-half points. So you know which conference I'm in. I'm in the Big Ten to where if you find an over-under above 45, I mean, you might want to hammer the under. But um, so the Iowa Hawkeyes, they're traveling to Madison, Wisconsin. I'm taking the Hawkeyes. They're in a three-and-a-half-point favorite against a suspect Wisconsin team. Wisconsin can't repeat that offensive performance two weeks in a row. Iowa's defense is too good. I think Iowa's offense is worlds better than Wisconsin. Pretty simple line for me. It's kind of one of the ones like last week where you're just looking and saying, like, how is the spread this small, this small? I'm taking it. I hit a bunch of them last week and got burned on, uh, like, one or two. So I'm going to do it again. Give me the Hawkeyes covering the short number, three and a half points. I looked at this one for so long. I just, I just couldn't pull the trigger on this one. This, this one is I don't I don't I mean to be honest, I don't think I don't think I was a top 15 team. I don't even think they're top. I don't think I was that good if we're being honest. I think they st- they should have lost to Penn State. If if Clifford didn't not get hurt, they would have won that game. I mean, they would have won that game probably probably two touchdowns. And we saw how they were against Purdue. They couldn't score on Purdue. And Purdue was able to score on them. This game might be one of the most boring games watched this weekend, honestly, because there will not be any offense in this, in my opinion. And I mean, now with Wisconsin just crushing Purdue away, I just I, I don't I'm scared to touch this game because I have no clue what's gonna what Wisconsin team's gonna come out and what Iowa team's gonna come out. The the main thing that scares me here is if Vegas has the spread three and a half points. Over under 36 and a half, dude. They are expecting this to be ugly. Yeah, I you know, I think I think it will be ugly. I I could I mean that's a low under, but honestly, like 
I would I wouldn't be surprised if it went under that. I mean, how like it, it pretty much the name of the game is if you're not Ohio State, you're not gonna. I mean, you're gonna be in the low 40s to high 30s for an over under. Yeah. Uh, Court, you have a play on this uh, Iowa Wisconsin game? Yes, uh, I do actually. That was my other play. Um, so you said you had the line at uh, Iowa minus three and a half. Yes. Or oh, wait, so I have the line. It's yeah, it was line, no, it's reverse. It's reverse. Yes, inverse. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> okay yes, so I, was I actually. Right. Yeah. Okay. So I do like the under here. I think this is going to be almost probably a repeat of Penn State and uh, Iowa. I think it's going to be the worst game probably here to watch. Um, I don't think anybody's scoring anything, but. I like Iowa money line here. I just think the values there, I think they're a better team than Wisconsin. I, I mean, Iowa's not good. Wisconsin's not good. But I think Iowa just has a little bit more talent on the offensive and defensive side of the ball. Um, I wouldn't risk a lot here. I mean, maybe a unit, maybe a half unit on the money line. But the line's already Wisconsin minus three and a half. I mean, it seems silly not to just bet Iowa money line and just ride it. No, I like that. Thank you for correcting me. Iowa is the underdog. That that's why I prefaced why. Just similar to last week. No, <laughs> I like that though. I don't know. I like the money line sprinkle as well. Minus one for or plus one forty five. Yeah, I think I got it on my book at um like plus one fifty, but uh yeah, somewhere around the one fifty mark. I think you just take a flyer, you know, just throw a couple couple dollars at it and at least you'll watch probably the most boring game of the week and have some money on it. Are you going to take that 36 and a half as a personal bet? So I, on my book, I have it at 37. I have it pulled up right now. So I have the over under at 37. I'm definitely taking the under on the 37. I mean, I wouldn't You're be surprised great. if this game's like, I mean, I bet this game's like 21 to like, I don't know, seven, three, something. I mean, I don't see a lot of points being scored here at by either team. Yeah, I, I could definitely see like a three-three game at half. Honestly, I mean, I both, mean, both offenses suck. There might be <laughs> more points than than points. I mean, that that's a complete possibility. Both teams combined might punt more than what would be on the scoreboard. That is a a possibility. Yeah, I agree. I think it's going to be a terrible game to watch. If you like defense, though, then you watch that. Or if you want a nap, that is a great nap spot <laughs> in the slate. And it's early. You can get it out of the way, and you can watch the better games in the afternoon. All right. Well, good luck. Good luck. And good luck on that under, too, uh, for, for your pocketbook. <laughs> I'm confident, baby. <laughs> That's going to be a sweat from hell. All right. Uh, Brett, <laughs> you got one more for us? Yeah, my last one is a little off course here. It's Fresno State traveling to San Diego State. Fresno State coming into the season with two losses. They went toe-to-toe with Oregon, and they, they really had Oregon, honestly, on the ropes. And then they somehow just lost to Hawaii, which I'm not really sure about that. San Diego State is coming to the game undefeated, ranked 21 in the country. Fresno State is a dog in this by a point. So I actually like Fresno State to cover the uh, – point here against San Diego State I just I don't know I like the way they're clicking and I mean I think they face tougher competition than San Diego State has I mean San Diego State they have beaten a couple teams in the Pac-12 Arizona which one of the worst teams in college football and they (laughs) did go to they did play Iowa or uh, Utah excuse me but other than that I think Fresno State has been more tested, and I kind of like them to cover the point here. Look at you going to the Mountain West. Look what I exposed you to. I think that's my first Mountain West game this year, honestly. Yeah, I I mean, I I like to play. Their their two losses are at Hawaii, which, I mean, when you go to Hawaii, you might as well go to the Twilight Zone. I mean, I can only imagine taking that flight to go there and play. Um, and they lost 27-24, and then they lost to Oregon, 31-24. Um, but, I, yeah, I like it. I mean, they're, they've beaten um, – or they beat, they beat UCLA. UCLA. Yeah. Yeah, 40-37. to 37. So, um, 
yeah, I definitely think there's a be a really good game here. Um, I, I like the pick. I'm not playing it personally, so good luck, just because it's too close to call. But I I like the logic behind it. It's at 10:30 at night too, so if you're bored just Saturday night and you want to do something, then that game will be on to like one. So yeah, just sprinkle a little money on it. Yeah. All right. Well. Last play for me, um, we kind of preface this in our pre-show talk. I am taking us to Raleigh, North Carolina, where Wagon Wheel will be blasting, Swag surfing with the Wolf Pack running out of the tunnel. But not so fast. We're taking the cards, baby. <laughs> no. <laughs> we're, we're taking the Cardinals against NC State Wolf Pack. Uh, I got Louisville at a seven-point dog right now. NC State stuff for back of letter term. Like it, it happens. Miami was the perfect spot for NC State stuff to go down. And, you know, how's the Wolfpack going to rebound? If Louisville wins by 10 points, wouldn't be shocked if NC State wins by three. I wouldn't be shocked. You know, maybe they get a late defensive stop while Malik Cunningham and the boys from Louisville are driving. Kind of feel like NC State. It, their heads just spinning. Louisville's not playing bad football right now. You know, they they went up or they beat Boston College at home. They played Virginia tight. They played Wake tight. They handled Florida State, handled UCF. They've kind of just taken care of business all year. And the NC State team may have been up. I wouldn't say ranked a little bit higher than they should have been. I think their ranking these past couple of weeks has been fair. But NC State has an injury bug. They have a lot of people out. I mean, two of their three starting linebackers are out. They're just It's like that bug that hit them last year, even when they won eight games and did very well. It's kind of starting to creep back in. This Louisville offense is kind of starting to hit 30 points a game, high 20s. And I just see the NC State defense being a little bit vulnerable. So, again, Wolfpack, I hope you win, but I don't think you're going to cover seven. So give me the cards. Um, but best of luck. So, uh, so are you taking are you taking Louisville to win out, right? I think if you want to take Louisville money line at plus two oh five, I think that's a very smart play. Uh, I'm I'm interested to see what the crowd's gonna be like, honestly, because I feel like if you beat Miami, you got a lot of hype coming to this game because you got Wake Forest in a couple weeks. But now you just you did the typical NC State thing. You choked the game away when you were on a roll. And I mean, if we're if we're being honest, the win against Clemson that was supposed to be huge does not look even that great anymore. So maybe what that wasn't as great as a win as we thought. So it is going to be a night game, but it's also Hallow it's Halloween weekend. So are the students really going to want to go and watch a seven thirty football game when it's probably going to be a little chilly outside as well? I don't really know. So I'm interested to see what the crowd will be like. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. I would lean to the crowd being pretty being pretty good or anything about it because the, the state fair was there. NCC had a, a bye week after La Tech, and then they were on the road in Chestnut Hill in Miami. First home game in three weeks or almost a month, actually. I think they'll show out um, again. I think this is a very tough matchup at home coming off of a loss. If it was like Florida State coming into town or – like, even Syracuse coming into town, I wouldn't be that worried, but I think Louisville's going to have um, have a little bit too much for them, maybe, and at least cover. Again, Louisville money line plus 205, I might bet that myself. I think that's great value. Man, what a week, what a week can do to you, because you were all on board last yeah. week with Miami, or covering against Miami, and then, wow, you're just off the board now. Like I said, man, I'm rooting man, for what, them. I just hope they win. What, by what if State just comes out? What if State comes out and just lays the absolute smackdown on Louisville? Like I could totally see that happening. Like I could too. Like you guys huh. said last week, like they had the entire season in front of them. Uh, they just had to get by Miami, and then you know, obviously Wake Forest. Um, I mean, I could totally see that conversation happening in the locker room, and you know the boys get up for it and. I mean, I can see NC State taking out a little frustration here after letting one get away at Miami. And, I mean, at home, Halloween, I think the crowd's going to be good. Um, 7.30, long tailgate time. 
I mean, I think it'd be a little wild. I think State might might come out and improve something. Yeah, I hope y'all are right. I mean, if they if they don't win this weekend, then honestly, and I can't believe I'm saying this, but they go to Florida State next weekend. That's not going to be an easy game either, honestly. I mean, Jordan Travis is playing good football right now. Florida State, after the terrible start, is actually playing decent games. So, and then, and then after that is uh, Wake Forest. So it, I don't know. I mean, you have to win this game. You have to. This game is going to set the tone for the rest of NC State's schedule. If NC State beats Louisville, they go beat Florida State. Wake Forest will be a good game, and then I think they'll beat Syracuse and Chapel Hill. If NC State loses this game to Syracuse. I have no clue what's going to happen the rest of the season. It could be a long, dark slide. Like, that could be – I mean, they could lose those next – if they lose Louisville, they can go 0-3, including Louisville, the, over the next three weeks, including this week. I mean, Brett, how many times in our lives have we seen, like, State get to this crossroads and just go the opposite direction? I mean, I, I agree with I, – I, I do. I agree with Court. I mean, you could easily lose – the rest of your games because Louisville's like you said, Louisville is playing good. Florida state is playing good ball. We know Wake Forest is Syracuse is playing good ball. And then UNC is a rivalry game. So, you know, that's always usually sometimes a good game. So, I mean, you could go on a terrible skid right now. You can't lose this Louisville game. You really can't. I mean, if you lose out the rest of the game then or the rest of the year, then Dave is in trouble again. (laughs) He is. I mean, I'm serious. But but then again, I feel like Dave's comfortable in this spot. I don't. I mean, yeah, like losing. Yeah, he's just been mediocre for his whole time there. So I mean, they keep him. <laughs> yeah, I think no no matter what happens, I'm pretty sure they're going to be Chapel Hill the last game of the season. Like, if there was a future bet, like money line, I'd dump it on State. There's no way they lose to Chapel Hill at home. I mean, the, the ACC, besides Clemson, the past how many years has been wide open? I mean, it really has. And I know, I mean, I'll give them that he strug- they struggle with injuries. I mean, Leary going down last year, and then, like you said, losing Peyton Wilson and just a bunch of good starters on. But uh, I don't know. I mean, we'll see. We'll see. All right, so a couple more before we get out of here. Uh, Brett, what's your take on Texas Baylor? Baylor three-point favorite. Baylor's playing good ball right now. I do think – I think they can – I mean, if if uh, Texas loses this game, they go, what, four and four, right? Yep. So you can't lose this game. I think – I do think Baylor – I mean, we got killed by Baylor, but that's not really saying much, honestly. But <laughs> Baylor starts to play – OU and Baylor still have to play. Oklahoma's going to lose the game. I'll put I'd put money on that right now. They still have Oklahoma State, and they still have Baylor on their schedule. Two of the top, and I th- do they have Iowa State on the schedule as well? I don't know if they've played Iowa State yet either. So I don't. I don't think they have. Yeah. So th- those are three top teams in the Big Twelve right now that are put all playing good ball right now. So. Oklahoma. Oh, yes, they have. Baylor, Baylor, they beat Iowa State 31-29. Well, what about – I'm talking about OU. Have they played Iowa oh, State? Oh, sorry, sorry, sorry. Um, I don't they played Kansas this week. So, OU they, – they lost to Iowa State last week. Right, they covered the seven, but it was three-point game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I was talking about Oklahoma. Oklahoma, kind of, because I, like I said, I think Oklahoma is going to lose a game, and I think later on this year they'll lose it to either Baylor, Iowa State, or Oklahoma State, because they still have to play. I, I kind of went off schedule a little there, but um, they're they're for sure losing one of those. I mean, yeah. they don't even know they have a quarterback right now. Like, I mean, they're going to run into one of those teams, and I mean, I don't think it's even going to be pretty. Yeah, I, I agree. Who does Oklahoma does Oklahoma go by this week? Now they play uh, Texas Tech at uh, 3.30. Oh, yeah, they have Texas Tech, which for Texas Tech, I mean, I can't believe they fired their coach after two and a half years. That really doesn't make any sense. I mean, the guy had, what, 2019, and then 
he had a COVID year. He had the COVID year, and then they just fire him halfway through the season this year. Which and what are they five and three? I mean, not they can recover from that. Yeah, I mean they're not playing, and they choked the game against Kansas State last weekend, which they should have yeah, won. That was bad. Yeah, so I don't know. But is there any other game, good games on the radar for you this weekend? Not a ton. Court, what do you see on the slate that we haven't discussed? Yeah, just two big ones that jumped at – or actually I have three. that The lines didn't make sense to me when I saw them that I wanted to bring up on the show here. So um, the first one is I, I wanted to get your guys' thoughts on Ohio State, Penn State, but based off the talk, sounds like that's not going to be close. Yeah. Um, but SMU in Houston was close to me. That line right now is sitting at um, even. And then the Notre Dame and uh, UNC game. Those were the three that – I haven't figured out yet. <laughs> yeah. The, I mean, just the way Ohio State's playing, I, I just, I don't see, I don't see any way that Penn State covers the 18 and a half. Did you guys see about James Franklin, his press conference about uh, how he's excited to go to the big house this weekend? And they're not even no. in Michigan. Yeah. He, in his press conference yesterday, he was talking about how he was excited to go to the big house this weekend. They're not playing Michigan this weekend. And then he was also talking about how he all he had is on, on his mind was Illinois, and they were preparing for Illinois, and they're playing Ohio State this weekend. So I don't know if what he's thinking, but – He's thinking about Baton Rouge. <laughs> yeah. yeah, he did, Might be. He did just change his agent. Yeah. And then uh, you said Notre Dame – Carolina. I actually think that UNC. might be the game. Cincinnati needs uh, Notre Dame to keep on winning. And then same thing with SMU and Houston. I think that's going to be a good game, but Cincinnati needs SMU to keep on winning too so that they're undefeated later on in the season when they play each other. Okay, don't look at your screens, both of you. What's Notre Dame's record right now? They've only lost one it's game one. to Cincinnati. Dude, doesn't it feel like Notre Dame's lost three or four games? Yeah, they, that's because they probably should have. I mean, I feel like it's this way every year with them, though. Toledo, Virginia Tech, those are three losses they should have had. Yeah, I, I mean, I agree, but somehow they keep on winning, and I mean, they're playing a, a not a good Carolina team right now. So, and that's at home too, I believe. So. Yeah, seven thirty NBC, and of course, you know Notre Dame has that sponsorship with Peacock or whatever. Um, dude, Florida State or sorry, Notre Dame, they should be three and four right now. Yeah, like man. that Florida State game week one definitely should have lost that Toledo. Oh my gosh, yeah. And literally, if Virginia Tech could play a prevent defense, they would have <laughs> won the game. <laughs> How do you score a touchdown in prevent? Spe- speaking of Virginia Tech. You guys are playing Georgia Tech, and you're a four-point dog. Are you? How do you feel about that? Are you taking that? Or oh no, take the yellow jacket, Atlanta. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm surprised no, you're not fading Virginia Tech for the rest of the year. I really am. I might. Mm, looking at it, 63% of the public's on Georgia Tech minus four. But 97% of the public's on Virginia Tech money line. Well, that's interesting. I mean, I guess for the value, no, no, Georgia Tech's going to beat. We're, yeah, Virginia Tech's going to lose. Play the four. I mean, you guys are, you guys are below 500 now. I see a six-point game. I mean, they may not let Fuente back on the plane after we lose to uh, the Rambler wreck. Oh, man. They going to fire him on the tarmac? They might. Isn't that how they did Lane at USC? I think so. That's exactly how they did Lane. They should have, <laughs> they should have done it uh, last week so he didn't have to fly home. He could have just drove home. I mean, because losing to Syracuse at home is already bad enough. Yeah, I was watching uh, some of the, the pregame and, like, press conferences in Fuente. Some reporter asked Fuente, is the team, like, being more bought in, like surrounded about your job security, and he got pissed. He basically 
without saying a curse word, he cussed that reporter out so bad. It was like, wow, 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 we're not talking about that. We're trying to win a football game. I mean, I, I kind of feel like he, like, with Babbitt already had the uh, the conversation. Like, Fuente, you're gone. They just haven't announced it yet. Yeah. Yeah. I guess we'll see, but that's sad. They might after this week. Yeah. They might. I mean, at Georgia Tech, at Boston College, versus Duke, at Miami, at UVA. I mean, I – if they beat Duke, he. It, I mean, if they lose to Duke, he's definitely getting fired after that game. But I think <laughs> we'll fair. finish the season one and f- one and four, and it's sad. Yeah, I mean, I think you had to fire him out if you finish off one and four. I really do. He did it to himself, though. He chose Burmeister when a lot of Hoagie Nation and even myself thought that he should have went with him and Hooker. Give or take after the Chapel Hill game, Burmeister looked like the right guy. Uh, since then, mm-mm. And I mean, you make the choice. We saw what Chapel Hill has become. So yeah, I don't. I don't go. I. I mean, Hendon Hooker. I don't see how he did go with him to be honest. But hey, he's he's playing good ball at Tennessee right now. So that's all that matters. Yeah, and I love it for Hendon. He's he's a great guy, good quarterback. Um, Fuente just made a decision that's going to end up getting him fired. All right, you boys ready to recap? Yep. All right. So again, Court, thank you for joining us as always. Your card, Syracuse Lane 6, Michigan State, Michigan under 50 and a half, Big Ten under, don't doubt it. Kentucky Lane 1 point against Mississippi State, Pitt Lane 9, Iowa State underdog by 3.5 points, and maybe even sprinkle a little bit on that money line. Myself, I am on Ole Miss plus 3, Oregon State Lane 1.5, Louisville 7-point dog in Raleigh. Wake Forest, 17-point favorite against the Duke Blue Devils and David Cutcliffe. Iowa State, plus 3.5, agreeing with Court. Missouri, Vandy, under 63.5. Wake, Duke, under 70. Too many daggum points. And again, we're rolling with Bama first half. Brett's card, Michigan State, plus 4. Iowa State, minus 7. Ole Miss, 3-point dog going into Auburn, Alabama. Pitt, minus 9, agreeing with Court. Uga, minus 14. And then Fresno State plus one. And then we got our sponsors, Nawano Coastal Barbecue, smoking hot pick of the week, Georgia minus 14, agreeing with Brett. How are we feeling? Yeah, I'm going to make some money. Yeah, I'm nervous about some of those games. I think the Auburn Ole Miss game scares me the most, honestly. Michigan State, well, Michigan scares me too. Court. Our best guess this year has been three and two on the week. So if you give us a four and two week, you'll be the leader in the clubhouse. I mean, I think it's attainable. I think the, uh, the 37 under is risky, but I just think that that game is going to be so bad um, that I don't even think they'll sniff 37. So that's the only one I'm worried about. I, I think I'm, I'm in, I'm in a good spot. All right. Sweet. All right. Uh, Good luck to both of you. Um, of course, we always got our group text as always this weekend. We'll be recapping the games and the results as they come final. Uh, we'll chop it up next week. All right. Enjoy the game. Thanks, boys. Peace out, guys.